0: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 879, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and this is my co-host Josh Flanagan, knee Gibbonsbelly.
1: <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Nay, as nay? in born. Yeah, because uh, they got the nay. little accent
0: on there. You're right. I see the accent now.
1: I even wrote it. That's, I mean, that was the old family name.
0: Yeah. Gibbonsbelly? That's that was your um Ellis Island name? Yeah, we changed it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys fled the famine, came yeah. into Ellis Island, and you were they were like Gibbonsbelly, that's not
1: gonna fly here in America, pal. And they wrote Flanagan because they were like, "You can still be discriminated against, but it'll be easier." Everyone's going to try to put two N's in this. There are no A's in Gibbons' and belly or F's. It's right true. nothing. That is you, the kind of of uh, institutional <laughs> harassment. Irish prejudice. Yeah, Irish prejudice that we that we we went up against in a time before I was born that doesn't exist anymore.
0: That and that is the kind of topical humor you can expect <laughs> from my family. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the I just, episode. I just wanted to make it clear that I am not complaining about mistreatment of Irish people. Yeah, but we need to bring it back, though. The Irish have gotten out of hand. Gonna, we got to put them back in line. I don't know that I can disagree with that. All of this <laughs> stuff about about you know, not being sure of how they feel about cops anymore. I think we know what that's really about. It's really, yeah, it's coded language. We all mm-hmm. know what it means. I mean, prohibition. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to I Fanboy Pick of the Week episode eight hundred and seventy nine. I already said our name, so let's get into the other part. Every week one of us reads our stack of comics they like the best. Uh and <laughs> I just keep not wanting to make Irish jokes and I gotta stop myself. And uh we call that the they pick their favorite one, we call it the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book and no from the other. Yeah. Am I drunk? I am part Irish. We are talking about that you book. Other books in the week. The patron pick. We'll answer some listener mail if we have time. If you Here's say Shilleli, I'm walking. Because Patrick's are Scottish, but but My other side of the family is Irish, which is not the last name. And then uh, what I found out from doing some preliminary um, genealogy, genealogy is that mostly I'm English, (laughs) which is why I'm making the Irish jokes, because I hate you. You hate Jews? You. God. (laughs) That's the other part of
1: my family, you son of a bitch. (laughs)
0: Well, we made it eight hundred and seventy nine episodes, Josh, before the hammer came down. All right. Well, this is a good ride. Show. Eighteen years. It's okay. We have years. representation
1: of all groups mentioned.
0: Where are we in the script? Here's your spoiler warning, exercise some caution. And you know what part of the problem is too? I turned the fan off.
1: Oh uh, right yeah. before
0: and it's hot. I'm already sweating. And I'm we're only we're only minutes into the show. So that's a spoiler warning. Can you sweat into these headphones and be electrocuted? No, there's no power in these. Here's a spoiler warning: exercise some caution this week, Josh. You have the pick of the week, if anyone's still listening, which wow, who knows?
1: You're in rare form. I don't know what's happening today. Pick of the week, without reservation, Ooh. is uh, Immortal Sergeant Number Five. Um, I think we had mentioned at first it was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got, um. Joe Kelly and Ken Nomura um, from uh, I Kill Giants, a hugely uh, critically revered book from one guy who I had never heard of and another guy who was known mainly for his mainstream superheroes and his co-creation of Ben 10. Um, yep. And uh, the, Joe Kelly around that time had a real like uh, a creative explosion of independent book independent books that he was making her yes. own stuff. Um and then he, you know, in comics went quiet for a while. And then this book sort of I mean came out of nowhere for me as far as I'm concerned. And it's this it's I hate I kill giants was very um kind of poetic. It was kind of ethereal. It it uh it was not sort of based in our world whereas this book is about a long island cop basically. Um, and I was like, maybe there's some element and there isn't, it's about like a family and a cop who is, you know, angry and emotionally repressed, but also has, knows some truths. Um, and, and basically, you know, he's got the one case that got away and he's about to retire. Before he
0: retires, he's going to solve
1: it. Uh, and, and he gets a, he gets a hot lead and he's, he's got his son with him and his son is, is a nerd. He yeah. makes he makes uh, mobile, mobile games, phone games, uh, yeah. you know, just completely disconnected uh, from his dad always has been. Uh, there's no love really between them at all. It, and then so it, for some reason, I don't remember if his dad took him with him, but he ends up in the car with his dad as his dad goes to chase the Lee. He sees the guy and he has to follow him. And so he, dry, he They're in Georgia now. I don't really even remember where they started. They've been on a like road trip to somewhere. find this. Go find this guy in Georgia. Right. And they're following him. And so the beginning is they're at this, of this issue now. So, uh, by the way, the first couple issues, we were like, I'm not sure. And then I think that last issue, maybe somewhat the one before it, like it clicked for me. I was like, this is pretty great. Well, the last issue um, had
0: that suicide
1: storyline, yeah, that yeah. story
0: or scene that was really great. Yep. It's still, still, even with that terrific sequence, I was still like, I don't know what this book is. Um, so this book was, this issue was really good. Still, yep. But I still don't know what he's trying to do with this. I don't think we're going to know that till the end
1: but the, I I'm very confident now that there is a thing. Yeah. Oh, sure. Like it, it isn't. So we're still on the road trip. Um, the, the wife and kids have been left at home with, uh, the main characters, the kid's mom and ex-wife of the cop. And, and she, uh, she mom and, up, her, her are- and her,
0: her wife or, and her wife,
1: she came out as gay at some point after she had, or just before she had divorced the cop. And, uh, and they, we go back there and and the wife the wife is is just mad and she's shitty to the mom and and the mom here it tells you more about her and and really like her character just rounded the fuck out it was mm-hmm. it was really a nice scene uh you know where you know she says something to to the to the son's wife and she's like what do you mean and they have like a real conversation and I don't actually know the resolution of that because she says, uh, uh, you know, at the end she's like, "Well, well you married my son." She's like, "What does that mean?" You know, and they're like, "Well, we'll find out." It's like, "Well, what is that?" Um, then at the same time, we're over in in like I think it's Georgia, um, yep. And the, the son and the dad are in some giant racist-ish Mexican-themed tourist plaza, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell and they're having this conversation about uh basically the whole place has these terrible old-timey characterizations uh caricatures of 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 Mexican people all around and you see Esdett south of the border has got a lazy guy in a in a sombrero sitting there and and the kid is you know talking all the liberal stuff and then the cop is talking all uh the not liberal cop stuff um you know but I think that Kelly really tread a line there uh, really nicely ab- about, you know, like some of the things that people say are terrible and some of them make no sense and some of them do. That's, that's, as, that's as much as I'm going to comment on the individual issues brought up in this. But it was a really interesting conversation. And I find that the way that the father or the immortal sergeant, uh, by the way, the immortal part, that seems to be just a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is going to be a super cop.
0: It's not. You know, this Quite. is sort of a side bit, but I noticed at the end in the Indicia that it said uh, the characters in immortal sergeant. First appeared in the short story SOS, published in the Rattling Wall issue four from Narrow Books.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's interesting.
1: I don't.
0: Yeah, it's like this, these are characters he has returned to.
1: Yeah, like like Ted Lasso. Yeah, like, it was a little thing, and they built something. I don't. I don't know what that was. Uh, you know, and then as we get to the end, it's like, well, what is it you're doing? And, and the dad, you know, the kid is like, you can't arrest him in this state. And the cop guy gives a very cop-like speech that if he had said it in the context of a movie starring Bruce Willis in 1995, you'd be like, go shoot that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. But now is a different thing. And well, he
0: killed a baby. I think we can still say shoot that motherfucker.
1: Yes. And I think that that's the thing that the son is having a hard time with is reconciling that, you know, because when, when, when the dad talks, like he doesn't completely not make sense. You know, he's got the baby shoe and he shows it to him and he's like, he's going to get justice, you know, one way or another, you can't do that. And and I just, it's a really wonderful tension. I really think that a character uh, in the dad who could have been very, very one-sided and kind of is, but was, was rounded out here in a way like he just doesn't care about all the bullshit he just wants to be a cop and there's bad stuff that goes along with that but there is good stuff that goes along with that too you know the mom tells her story which is terrifying but also really really interesting i mean i was like the mom story in this wasn't quite as as moving as the suicide story in the other one mm-hmm. but it was up there it was it was really well done and i i think you know joe kelly's kind of underrated in that he doesn't sort of do a lot of comics anymore. For a while, he was just, he was a superhero guy. He was a really good superhero guy, uh, you know, but he contains multitudes, you know, I think is what came out of this, you know, by the time I got to the end of it, um, like I wanted to know what happened next very badly. I was completely into it. All of the stuff at the beginning that I was like, I don't know if this art works. I don't know who these people are. That's over. Mm -hmm. I know everybody is. The art is doing exactly what it needs to be doing uh, and it, it, I, I just thought it was really delightful. I really enjoyed it. It
0: was, it was a very strong character piece where you had these two yeah. parallel s- scenes happening with the father and the son, the mother and the daughter in law. And, uh, you learned a lot about the characters, which we, we've yeah. desperately needed to do. It, we've learned some about them. I mean, we knew probably a good deal about the sergeant, I don't, know, I don't remember his name, well, is, you, but,
1: but we didn't know real... about everybody and we've, we've learned, we've learned a lot here, which has been helpful. You had a surface sense of the relationships of the people. Yeah. Oh, sure. So, like, there's a problem, you know, the mom and the dad have a problem, the son has a big problem with the parents, both of them, and the daughter, you know, the daughter-in-law does But the too. son also has a problem with his wife, too. They yes. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't
0: really get along either. There's a lot of not healthy relationships in this book. Right.
1: Right. Uh, and, the, you know, the mom is super self-aware at this point, like... She understands things and she has come to accept the contradictions in the way that she feels about things. You know, she's like, I don't like guns. I was a liberal hippie or whatever. But after I was assaulted, I taught him, I gave, I taught him, I told him he's got to teach me how to keep a gun in my, you know, my, in my bag and then train me. It was interesting.
0: No, it was all interesting. And then there's, there's no clear cut right answer for anyone's point of view in the Mm -hmm. book. Everyone has some, some. Something on their side, fact or morals or whatever. Mm-hmm. But every, everyone's point of view is valid in some way
1: in the book. Yeah. And, and you know, as a metaphor for the society we're living in, I, I think it's it, these are conversations that don't happen. And they don't happen in a way that anybody hears anybody else. I don't right. think this solves it, but I think it highlights it in a way that, that I don't see a lot. It was, it was a strong character piece for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: that is my pick of the week. Do we, do we, um, the thing that's interesting about this and, as being an image book is, as far as I know, we don't know how long this is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, already the, the issue is already long. I mean, this is like 30-something pages of comic, um, every issue. Yeah. But I don't know how many issues is going, you know? it no, depends um,
1: Whatever number the creators want it to go, <laughs> so... I mean, I'll tell you, if it's six, I'm going to be disappointed. If it's eight, I'm going to be okay. If it's 12, It seems like much. six,
0: just the way the story's arcing, but... Yeah. It could be anything. It could I, be 72.
1: It's an image for I feel like with all of the character stuff that was introduced in this, they will need time to resolve it more than the, if like you've either got the catch the kit, you know, catch the killer, whatever happens there, that's going to fill up an issue. And the sort of, if there's any resolution to the relationship stuff, that's going to fill up an issue. So I think you're going seven, eight, nine, I think, but I don't know. Or maybe they're really fucking long. It could be anything True I would say That for me My runner up uh, Would have been uh, She-Hulk number 176 Uh, Newly Eisner
0: Multi-Eisner nominee She-Hulk Yes
1: Yeah, absolutely Several
0: Eisner nominations Including cover art
1: Cover artist I love these covers I just, I love how they are super simple. They're clearly, and she, I mean, Rainbow Rowell told me this, is like, they're clearly meant to be influenced by those John Byrne covers of the past. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just so. They're striking. Old. They're striking. They're bold and graphic. They're not overdone. They're not trying to be impressive. They are serious, but not. And they're whimsical. Yes. Yeah. Mm There are a lot of things all at once. Uh, again, Rainbow Roll, this is her This is her. Her baby here um, Her uh, collaborator, co-collaborator on, on Runaways uh, Andres Genelais, Um And then also Joe Quinones here And you had asked me uh, beforehand <laughs> What did he draw And the entire time that we were talking about uh, Iris Prejudice I was flipping through the book going I can't tell I, I think I, I'm,
0: I'm usually pretty, really good at spotting it's, where the art changes I don't see it here so and they're not the same kind of artists, they're different styles.
1: Well, and Joe Canonas is a
0: very particular style, and
1: I'm not seeing him anywhere in this issue. I mean, Canonas is doing Genelae here. So the first two pages, three pages, the uh fancy dresses, mm. getting tea, whatever that was called, that's Genela to me. I'm positive. It's got a lighter line. There's uh there's just a few more lines. If you look through that, it's just a little looser. So is it is it when they when they get to the park is that when they change that was my instinct but if you actually look at or before the park even like around yeah, page 6 yeah. when the guy so the, shows up the first couple of i mean almost like the second page seems to be cronus because well, the, be and then the thing. rest of it looks like he's doing the whole thing uh so maybe i mean maybe uh generally did layouts I don't and know. and Kunonis finished over it it doesn't really say but it doesn't look like we switch from one to the other it's just that the I mean, really, the number of lines and the weight of the lines.
0: No, you're right. The the, the first page, the weight of the lines are, is, is lighter. Yeah, the first that's two...
1: That's I have no doubt that that's Genelais. But after that, who can fucking tell?
0: Yeah. If it's Kanonis, he's doing a very good job of aping another the artist. The last interesting,
1: page. Interesting, because artists don't usually do that. Right. And he's very... Yeah, he's got a style. The last page is also Genelais. He bookended it. it. Yeah, maybe. It. Yeah, maybe. It. I don't know. But it's not like those are like different scenes... Anyway.
0: This is a terrific book. This is my favorite Marvel book. We've said it before. It's not, yeah. not surprising. Um, I, and I know people, people have definitely have a hard time with it. It's not a super action book, although there's a fair amount of action. Uh, oh, yeah, now, a lot of it fighting. tends to be in their fight club, so there's no stakes in that action. But for the most part, there's always at least something going on. But for the, but it's, it's mostly just about her life, which is not that unusual in a She-Hulk book. That tends to be what the She-Hulk book's about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a little self-aware. There's this Charles Soul joke in here. <laughs> um, I like the twist, you know, at this point. So it's, it's, it's a romance comic. It's, it's a full on romance book. And she, you know, it's she Hulk and Jack of hearts. Problem is Jack of hearts went off. Something happened to him. He came back and, and he is uh, absorbs radiation. And so they can't touch. Cause last time that he, he tried to touch right. her, like he really messed her up because of the gamma radiation in her body. So they have that tragic gambit rogue, type of relationship which is also referenced here. And so what the, the tragedy that is there, they're in love with they can't touch. So what happens, of course, is that in the last issue in this one, She Hulk has come across a charming is he Spanish thief? I don't know. He's definitely not he's definitely not American. Oh, okay. Sweetest and, P. I And uh it, he's flirting wh- with her and he's handsome and he's all the things that Jack can't be. Right. And uh
1: she's she's not in trouble, but now it's there's it's yeah. the relationship killer. Yeah. I will say I think um that first page is there they're having their fancy dresses and cakes or whatever it is mm-hmm. and they're just talking and, and 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 then fourth panel uh Patsy says you're being weird. I'm not being yeah. weird. And and then if you look at the 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 stuff that came before she's being weird. The yeah. the the dialogue is is off, and and pulling that off in a comic book, by the way, is difficult. The dialogue and like her face in the third panel, you know, and if you, even her face, uh, She Hulk's face in the fourth panel, like she's a little like, like like sniffing. <laughs> oh, you know, like she's yeah. she stand you know, that face. And, that
0: that face is a, the face of someone who's not paying attention to what you're saying, and mm-hmm, that's yeah. a very difficult thing to draw, but it is yeah. That's the face of someone who was like, wait, what were you saying? I was off
1: somewhere else in my head. And where she was in her head was with the handsome thief. And Patsy figures it out. But really what she's doing is she's telling us. Because I don't think that that was clear that was going on before. But uh, you're seeing someone. And then they cut and you see that she's thinking about this thief guy who who kept showing up. And I thought, that's brilliant. That is so good that this guy shows up. And they're clearly attracted to each other. Batman and Catwoman. Yep. You know, and, and he's not in his car. Co- he's like, can we just talk? Can we take a time out? And she's like, okay. She you know, she wants to, but she knows she shouldn't. And, you know, so now you got a love triangle thing going on. And, you know, she kind of can't accept him, but she's- His name is Nicolas
0: it. with an accent. So he's definitely not- uh, Nicolas. He could be
1: from, he's, he's European of some
0: way. Right. Because I was know. thinking, like, he keeps calling her green eyes, which would sound horrible coming out of our dumb American mouths. But if you had a <laughs> charming accent, then that would be a charming sure. thing to do. Yeah, especially. And then, you know, we, we,
1: we come back to uh, there's nothing more fun to me than their tiny crappy law office that's filled with goofy <laughs> supervillains. I all, A ball. V- Rocket Race, the vulture is there. <laughs> it's, but then, it's, but then, like, then it's so is Spider Woman. Yeah. Like, what's she I doing think they'd know each other. They're friends. Yeah. And she was, yeah. I she, love the Patsy
0: would... relationship. I love that she is she is the sidekick sounding board. I love their weekly fancy mm-hmm. dress cake. I would love to do that. I need to do that. I just love their relationship. I think that, I think this is, this book is just so terrific. It's just, on every level, it's so good. It's Mm -hmm. a great character piece. It's a fun romance. There's action. It's deep in the Marvel, you know, world. And, uh, it's a little sexy. It's a little fun. Yeah. And it's not afraid of being sexy and fun.
1: I mean, it's not even that it's, I mean, it's sexy because you she's drawn a certain way, and she's whatever. And this is the you know the world of fantasy, but whatever. You know, Rainbow had said you know like this is a character who you know is a real person, and she said she said to me, she said, and she has sex, yeah, like a normal person, you know, and that's that's sexy enough in its own way. But basically, she's just trying to be like, no, this is a part of her life and anybody's life. How does a normal person have
0: sex versus a non-normal person?
1: You know, no, I mean, like it's normal, but in media we treat it as a different thing. <laughs> I know we treat it as de- titillation or whatever, I get you. which there's some element of it there. But I, you know, it's in the background. Like she, oh, she's attracted to this person, Yeah. and she's all in. I don't know. It's 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 very subtle, but it's real. It's also you know melodramatic to a certain extent. Um, well, sure, it's all melodrama. It's and there's a lot. There's a lot in here, and I just it's it's just joy. It's joyful yeah. to read. Uh, I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I mean the first the, the look at the, the next cover is you know the, the thief guy pouring
1: or some some lemonade. Oh, there's going to be a thing. I don't know how it's going to end, but the fact is, I don't really like Jack of Hearts that much. So <laughs> I'm not rooting for them
0: particularly. I'm rooting for no. Jen to be happy. I love Jen. Yes, yes, I absolutely. To be happy.
1: But you know, Jack's kind of boring. I mean, it's not going to work. She no by being with him, she's going to give something up, and that is always going to be a problem, whether she cares about him or he cares about her.
0: And that's the tragedy of it, and that's why it's. Gonna yes, happen. it is. Yep. Uh, the first four books we we're talking about in the show. I think were my four favorite of the of the week. It was a strong week. Uh, I thought, although there was another good one I will talk about later. But yeah, uh, I, but I did I enjoyed my comics. Batman: The Brave and the Bold, number one. I guess this is a new anthology. I just I wasn't you know I don't we don't pay attention anymore. So things things just pop up and I'm like oh, here we go. It's best that way. I recommend you all do that. <laughs> so this has four stories. This was an oversized book. This was about 60-odd pages. And uh first story being Tom King, Mitch Garrett's story. uh second one being a Stormwatch story from Ed Brisson and Jeff Spokes. third one being a Superman story from Christopher Cantwell. And the fourth one, back to Batman with Heroes of Tomorrow, a uh, Dan Mora, ba- future Batman story. And, uh, you know, I love anthologies. We have that Batman-Gotham whatever one mm-hmm. that was that went went for a long time that's over but you know
1: bring them on i i thought they were going to be shorts but this batman story's 28 pages i mean it's yeah. like this. No, I think they're almost all full size stories yeah the, the first two definitely are um you know the first story i don't really actually know what it's about well the first story is is a retelling of batman number 1 oh it is yeah
0: it's no, uh, shit. the claridge murder the the whole Joker announces he's going to kill a guy and steal his diamond at midnight, so all the cops are in his house, but the Joker's already poisoned him with a 24-hour mm-hmm. poison the night before. This is all you know, with the addition of the family and the little girl, that's all new, but the rest of well, it, that, the, the whole murder that, is that's straight out of the first issue of Batman.
1: That, to me, the thing with the little girl, from a uh, an execution standpoint, from a, a formal standpoint, I was like, this is great. Yeah. And it was so creepy and everything that the joker said you you didn't see him for several pages the little girl i mean mitch fucking killed that little girl (laughs) not not i mean in a good like he (laughs) He did a great i I mean to put it that way but i just knew a new new way to say that yes yeah yeah he did great and then you know like when we finally get to the reveal of the two of them sitting on the bench it is just it's 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 wonderful the rain and he's holding the balloon that 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 uh that balloon line would be curved in some way in this weather but whatever um You know, I I really enjoyed it. I I just, I think one of the things about Mitch is that he just, he keeps getting better. Yeah. Like his art is so, like his art was interesting to begin with because he he uses uh, photos, you know, he takes, he takes a lot of photos, he goes Mm -hmm. through it and it was very stiff and photo-y feeling. He used photo reference, yeah. I can still see it here, but he, I mean, he's doing as, as good as you can do with this kind of thing, you know, like. It, it, uh, yeah, yeah, he casts,
0: I, I, he casts uh, actors, and I don't have a problem with it if it's done well. And <laughs> he has, you know, Joe Joe Bernthal's that jerk at Bruce Wayne's party, and John Ham is Bruce, Bruce Wayne himself. So all the people who to John Ham to play Batman have it mm-hmm. in this issue. <laughs> um, but he do, he does it in a way that's not photo tracing, photo reference, and photo tracing totally yeah. different things. And he has, he he has that in Spades. Also, we should mention some Tom King art in here as well. Tom King is did that? all the children's drawings on the wall, the Joker's house. Oh, well. If that's you know funny. his art that he does yeah. at con- conventions, and sign, you know, when he draws covers, those are that's totally him. That's funny. Um, yeah, I thought this was the first – I mean, it took me like two pages so I was like, I've read this story before. And then I
1: was yeah, like, oh, really shit, this is the first issue of Batman. That's cool. Um, I think I think that part did seem familiar, but, but I would have been nowhere close to catching And
0: that. I have no idea if they're going to keep going because at the end it says to be continued. But does that mean like mm-hmm. in a meta sense, like Batman keeps going? Or like I don't know because I don't know what's going on at this point. Right. I'll be honest with you, I totally skipped the Stormwatch story. you? I got about two pages in, and I was like, I don't care. I just don't care about Wildstorm and the DC Universe, so I skipped it. It looked great. It looks great. The Jeff Spokes (laughs) art. This is the Ed Brisson Jeff Spokes Stormwatch. I don't know who that is. I don't either, but
1: I've never heard that name before, but it was terrific. Um, I I like Director Bones. I don't know anything about him, but every time I see him, I'm like, I want to know more about this guy. And my favorite thing in this entire issue was in this one, you got a little... um, you got a little synopsis of mm-hmm. each of the people who's in. So it says director bones down in the corner after you see him, uh, AKA unknown. He's American. He has invisible sweat and cyanide strength. And I went invisible flesh. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, I yes. I can tell you that his flesh is invisible. Like he's I not, he's not that. a skeleton man. He's a man, but you can what's made of bones, but you can see his, bo- you can just see his bones. That's all.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it looks great. It must be I so think, weird.
0: I know. Imagine I was,
1: kissing him. I won't do that.
0: Like close your eyes, it seems normal, but open them up and that's a whole nightmare scenario. <laughs> I,
1: I think that the art and storytelling in this was fantastic for the a guy really who fun. I have never heard of. I was like, geez, this guy's got it going on. The coloring was even great. I, I don't really care about yep. the story. Uh I didn't I didn't hate it. I just I just it there wasn't like much of a hook there other than the craft. The craft was great. Good. Um, Ed, Ed Brisson is a guy who's who's been around for a while, and and I, I he does good. He does that. He's that great Predator book. Uh, he did a lot of creator-owned books for a while. I you know I, I think he's I don't think he's like the best guy or whatever, but he's good. Mm-hmm. He's solid. He's he's not you know like he's you know I not think him. Man. I
0: just don't care about any of these characters. Sure. So I was just like I don't know. I'm gonna skip this. I care
1: about I care
0: about Direct Bones. I like Director Bones and I Ravagers in here, but for the most part, and that's the thing with anthologies. You're under no obligation to read the entire. <laughs> thing you can sure. skip stories you don't care about um i love the superman story the I, christopher cantwell javier yeah. rodriguez first of all yeah. any chance to see javier rodriguez draw he is so perfect for S- superman he has that throwback classic style this but this story could have been taking place at any time yeah. in the spectrum but it's taking place now with lois lane being temporarily in charge of daily planet but this could have been taking place in the 40s or the 50s or whatever. It's so I great. Liked, I loved how I, throwback he was. I loved that it all hinges on this decoder ring from Clark's childhood like a, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like a Christmas story type of thing. Um, always drink your Ovaltine. Um, I loved it. I loved it.
1: I really did. I liked it a lot. There was a couple things about it i I felt weird to me. I thought that Superman's sort of insecurity i was like that seems weird it doesn't feel right to me um Mm -hmm. it's just because he he's kind of sheepish in here and i guess that's the you know lois is gonna be the one person that he gets away with that on um but you know and he's i don't know it's weird that he's writing about like like it was his writing in here and i was like this writing is terrible um (laughs) at least for a newspaper story yeah, I don't know. Like it just it felt a. But then little she said off. it was terrible. I think it was supposed to be terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's okay. It'd be kind of, it's kind of funny. Like maybe he's not good at that or that great at it. Um, yeah, maybe just he's having a bad day or a bad week. You know. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. I I liked it a lot. I thought it was. Really, I mean, the art was fantastic. Uh, it just it just felt a little off from the Superman I know. I did have the question of this is Batman the Brave and the Bold, but this was yeah. just a Superman story. Well, the Stormwatch is just a Stormwatch story. I mean, yeah.
0: traditionally, Batman the Brave and the Bold was a team-up between Batman and another character, and there were no yes. team-ups in this issue. So I just right, assume the, they're using the name to tell various stories in the DCU, I guess. It doesn't really make sense. I guess they're coasting off of the announcement of the Batman the Brave and the Bold movie, but that's so far in the future. Um, it seemed, I, I I was opening expecting it to be a bunch of team-up stories because I loved Brave and the Bold as a kid because you... Mm-hmm. You know, it was yeah. mostly Jim Aparo drawing it and you'd, every, you'd see like fun t- pairings of DC characters that you wouldn't normally see in regular books. And it was always exciting for me as a kid. I remember I have visceral memories of buying back issues going, oh, Aquaman and Plastic Man. What's that mm-hmm. all about? Buying that, you yeah. know. But, you know, that's not really what they're doing here, which is
1: bizarre. But, you know, I'm not in charge. So finally, we end this with, and we're going long already. So we end this with a written and drawn story by Dan Mora. Sure. Who? Why
0: not? Do another bu- Do another book.
1: You're already doing two. Do a third Uh, one. You know, my feelings on this were, was that it looked great. It did not look like a guy who's doing 15 books. Like, is Dan Mora like like a a corporation name? I think
0: Dan Mora is like a, it's like Menudo. It's,
1: It's a collective. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the story, the tone of it, it's like my least favorite kind of Batman story. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I didn't love it, but I, I, you know, I even like the art being somewhat sketchier. I mean, it's yeah. all black and white, it's not colored, but it was, it felt looser and mm-hmm. more fun. Not loose in a way like, oh, shit, I got three other books to draw, but it just felt like stylistically it was
1: slightly different. It felt like what I would have thought of as indie comics in the 80s. Yes. Or, or, or UK comics, maybe. Any, yeah, and no it no. was a
0: short, it was, it was probably the shortest one in the book, and it was, uh, you know, a future Batman in armor fighting a future Joker in armor. And there's some orphan kids. And they all have, they all have names like Robbins and it was fine. Like I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. It was, I enjoyed reading. I didn't, but it didn't stick, you know, whatever. It was fine. I think it was one of those things. It was just very self-serious. But also it's like, no. yeah, you know, that's interesting. I mean, exp- yes. why not experiment? Do some different yes. oh, things totally. with it. And that's, totally. that's mostly why I respected it the most. Other than the, you know, it looked great because yeah. he's so great. Let's talk about the latest volume of the Avengers. This is the Avengers number one. I'm sure. What they usually do is they don't really drop the legacy numbering until the second issue. So I don't know what number this really is. But here we are. New creative team of Jed McKay and CF Villa, who did the Black Cat book. That's, ah, that was my first
1: question. The team from the Black Cat. And there's another here, guy. I was like, I don't know this name, but it's it's not a newbie.
0: No, I mean, and I, I'm a big fan of Jed McKay. I've been reading Moon Knight the whole time. I've been reading all the Black Cat comics. But CF Villa mostly did that regular Black Cat series before it ended into a series mm-hmm. of miniseries. So... Off the top of the bat, I want to say I really, I really enjoyed this. It felt like you love getting the team together. Issues. Well, I want to delve into that, and that's actually the criticisms I had. But I, I just felt like this was an Avengers comic. It didn't feel weight that mm-hmm. weighted down by anything too dreary. It was fun. It was a little funny. It was just them saving the day. It didn't feel like we were engaging in a fifty-issue mega, you know, story right. about. You
1: know, the celestials origin, or whatever. The it was origin just like origin of life,
0: right? It's just like this guy is blowing shit up, and the
1: Avengers have to stop him. And I enjoyed that A black hole uh, on Earth in a contained uh, thing that that they have to stop from being right. Engaged.
0: Great. You don't want to you don't want to get a black hole free. That's a problem. Yes. 100%. So my problem, not not, and these are small minor problems. It's okay. that. And it's partially, it's not even the fault of the book or the creators. It's in the old days before you had to PR everything to death and in the hopes that 50 to 75,000 people will pick up your book, we would not have known who was on the team beforehand. And the cover certainly wouldn't have spoiled it because the way this book's laid out is it's the, this, the team is revealed slowly piece by piece. Mm. So in the past, if you look at the old okay. issues of bring the bring, the, you know, it was like a
1: surprise. Like, yeah, a new team would show be? up. It'd be
0: like, who's going to be on the Avengers? It would literally say that in the cover, and you'd see like right. a bunch of faces who weren't going to be on the team. And it would be like, who will join this? You know, there was always a thing that would happen every so often. Or be blacked
1: there. out silhouettes, or right? Something.
0: And so it'd yeah. be it'd be a fun, exciting thing. Like, oh, I'm going to pick this up and see who's the new Avengers team. And now it's like, well, they're on the cover. It was all in the solicitation three months ago. It was in the press release. It was, in the, you know, blah 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 blah. So it's like, why are we laying this out this way? where each new team member is slowly introduced when we already know they're all there on the cover. They were all, we've, we've known for three months. So that was my first kind of like comics are annoying. Now
1: there wasn't like, there was an explanation, I suppose for each one. Yeah, yeah, and I, mean, I liked
0: how it was done. Funny. Like if, yes. if all things being equal, if the cover was not the
1: team, I would have been like, this is terrific. But you know what I kind of liked is that there was nobody who was like, no, or you had to convince them or whatever. Right. Or, you know, if they started to just said a couple of words, and like, all right, I'm in. Like they're, like we just we yeah. got past that sort of fake. Yeah, the uh, only one was really
0: Black Panther for some reason I'm not aware of from some book I'm not reading. Um, uh, but so, but the other th- thing was like, yeah. it's basically the same team. <laughs> like I know it's all it's, the big people still. It's like, it's it's like ooh, the brand new Avengers. They basically got rid of She Hulk, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider in exchange for the Vision and Scarlet Witch, and they swapped Captain Americas. It's the same. It's they're all three quarters the all, same team. They're
1: all movie, yeah, and, they're all movie temples.
0: And you know. I love the Falcon I love Sam Wilson I don't like Sam Wilson as cap in mm-hmm. the in the comics in the movies it's a different story right they don't have a choice but you know it's just it's the same things that happened last time when he turned took over it's like it's not the same it's dumb having two captains America in the in the lineup they all have nicknames he's called the icon he's not he's not the icon Steve's the icon he's something else he's the legacy maybe but not the icon mm-hmm. um, it's just I just hate that it's so movie influenced, and I hate that Steve's not there. However, putting that aside, this was really fun, and I liked it a lot. I'm excited well, the, to read the I mean, Avengers again.
1: Headline here, Vision is back in an Avengers comic. Yes. And, and I, Scarlet Witch. That, whatever. Vision is like, he's supposed to be an Avenger. Yeah. and and He's our like, Man hunter. And it, and it made me go, well, wait, where the hell's he been? I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, like, I feel like the last time I saw him was in Tom King's vision series, you know, oh, like wow. he has not been that was part 45 of, years ago. Right, exactly. I feel like he has not been part of the Marvel universe, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then, you know, the, I guess the, it's the subhead, the thing that they think that they did not put on the cover, the big reveal at the end. And I love how it happened. She uh, Carol got Carol, Carol, uh, by the way, Captain Marvel as as uh, head of the Avengers. I'm down. You know that. You know I love Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, it was um, funny. I mean, they, they all, apparently everyone who's ever been an Avenger gets to vote. Like apparently, I like got an app. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like they all it's like it's like the patron pick. Who's going to be yeah. the Who's going to be the Avengers chairman?
1: Every patron gets a vote. And they built the app because Tony's had her like like uh, her logo, you know, symbol yeah. on it, and I was yeah. like, well, "Geez, you really went for it with this." Anyway, uh, she gets uh, the the singularity gets her, and and uh, she's in some weird place, and then who steps out but a very ravaged Nathaniel Richards, otherwise known as Immortus, otherwise known as Ramatot, otherwise known as the Master of Time, <laughs> Kang himself. And this is a follow up to a really wonderful issue, uh, Timeless Number One. That came mm. out quite a while ago about Kang. That I, you know, like it. It's said to be continued, and you're like, when? Because it has been three months or something like that. Uh, and this picks up from that. I don't remember what happened in that, other than I really liked it. And I and I thought, well, hot damn,
0: he's dying. He says he's dying. He's bleeding. Yeah. He says this is Kang's deathbed. And I, no, I was excited too. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I just thought this was super fun. And mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason, the Jason Aaron run didn't work for me. I read almost all of it. It never really clicked. It never felt like this. Which was just like, hey, just do a fun story action packed with great mm-hmm. characters be, having a good time like I'm over and that's the other thing that's again not their fault I'm sick of sad Thor like mm-hmm. br- bring back happy fun Thor
1: like he's that's we have enough sad characters I, I really liked the reasoning like like why he's got to do it you sure. know, I don't know I got all this stuff and she goes your life is so long and there's something about immortal short lives that stirs something in you He's like barely <laughs> and there we go it yeah, was good. Off. It was a good comic. Yeah, it was. I don't know
0: what I would pick this pick of the week, but it was in the. It was in my head discussion. That's for sure. Uh, since we're long, I'm just going to do this real quick. Hey, if if you enjoy the show, despite all the racial slurs that has opened it up, uh, but it was mostly against the Irish, so that's fine. Um, they were probably too drunk to understand what I was saying. Anyway, uh, think about wow. the show. up. We Patreon. <laughs> Again. Again. Since, since the I... Canadian stuff of the early 2000s. Oh man. We took so much heat for that. Again, I'm mostly Irish, so oh, not mostly. Irish, I'm partially Irish. So there you go. It's
1: yeah. Okay. As most as as a mostly Irish person, I, I think you're full of shit. I'm also a dentist. Um
0: <laughs> Patreon.com slash iFanboy is where you can support the show. Uh, directly, become part of a great community, unlock shows for everybody. We are in the final round of design for the last piece of our our redesigned patreon we're going to add a bunch of new rewards and things and we're just working with a designer on something and when that happens we'll have a bunch of new exciting things for patrons so hopefully you'll enjoy those this this next weekend we're having our patron hangout if you want to become a part of that you have a week to become a patron even at the one dollar level you can come hang out with us once a month on online so or josh's house we're gonna have a big patron bonanza at josh's house at the end of the year look forward to that every year fuck it and uh, thanks for being a patron. Thirdless.com is our t shirt store. Ifambo.com slash support is our PayPal digital tip jar. Ifambo.com slash Amazon is where you can find our Booksplode books and a general shopping link. I just updated that with the newest Booksplode book, The uh, Cavalier and Clay. And finally, Bookshop.org is our partner to help support local bookstores. And you can find those links usually in the Booksplode posts, but sometimes other places if there's appropriate places to put them.
1: So thanks for supporting the show. Let's move on. I don't even know what this book is. Order and Outrage coming out from the, the folks at Dark Horse, and I solely got it because it's by Jim Starlin. He's awesome. Uh, Jim Starlin is awesome, with art by Rags Morales. He killed Jason uh, <laughs> Um, And I just was like, well, what's Jim Starlin doing right now? Yeah. And I have no idea if it's any good or not. I don't really know what it is. It's, uh, there's a lady in space, and all the people on her ship died, and she ends up on some planet. And she touches something and she turns into some space god thing whatever it's very big cosmic it's it's kind of throwbacky yeah it's kind of what you you th- and i i don't know that i like it as much as i am intensely curious what this guy who defined so much of Marvel Comics forty something years ago, but also up, doing up through the now? '90s,
0: really, because he was doing yes. Silver Surfer and all that stuff was really important up through. So like twenty years of basically mm-hmm. owning
1: Cosmic Marvel and yeah. defining it for a gener, literally a generation. Killing Captain Marvel, Mar- you know? Yeah. And uh, he's like, I want to do a story. I'm gonna take it over to Dark Horse. Again, I'm not entirely sure it's good, uh, but I find it very interesting. Just how's you know, in a legend? Days? It's uh, it's not. I don't think it's recognizable as as the Rags Morales of old. Hmm. Really, it has. It was a was very distinctive before in the early two thousands. It it has a. It's again, it, the coloring is not awesome. It's a little overwrought, and I think that that takes away uh, from hmm. the art of a guy. Actually, I think the coloring is kind of my problem here. It looks hmm. like it looks like low budget sci fi comics. Mm. Kind of what it looks like, but the storytelling is pretty strong. But it's also throwbacky, like it's it's very melodramatic and serious. There's nothing funny in this. Uh, you know, right. people have crazy Matrixius. You know, like it's, it's hard sci-fi. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, no, isn't it hard hard sci-fi is when it's real, like like uh. the, the Expanse, with the exception of the of the uh, zombie aliens. Although even that is sort of linked to, to you know what I mean? Like that when it's real science, but, but we projected take a, way we take out. A, can we take a tangent for a second? Please. I know we're
0: long. This is probably going to kill the emails, but whatever. In college, I was in a screenwriting class with our buddy, Simmons. Yes. And uh, mm. we sat in that, that, that classroom that had like the U-shaped. It was like U-shaped. So you would sit in the U facing the professor. And, uh, you know, we were writing scripts and we all do like a reading of the first couple of pages of our script. And, uh, Simmons sat to my left and to the left of him was this other dude. I forgot his name, but I friendly with him. He's a nice guy. And he wrote the super dry, super hardcore sci-fi script that the first like five or six pages was just talking about like buttons being pushed and things happening. Like not, no characters, nothing. It was, it was and a script and not prose. No, it was a script. It was just, a, it was just okay. a stage direction. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of Star Trek, the movie, which is just like 10 minutes of the ship docking. And, (laughs) um, (laughs) Simmons was talking to some girl at a party who was also in our class and she was like, what do you think of the scripts? And, uh, and you know, what do you think of my script? And what do you think of my buddy Connor's script? And he's one that sits next to me and she was like, oh my God, it was so terrible. And it turns out she was thinking that it was, I was the other guy, but I was not the other guy. And my script was not terrible. That's just (laughs) what what I think of whenever I think of hard sci-fi is that guy who for one minute that girl thought I was his boring sci-fi script.
1: Can I take but another I tangent? Not... Yeah, sure. this is literally. I just want to share something with you, but I find that the audience will probably think it's relevant. Okay. So I'm watching the Justice League with my son, and cartoon. yeah, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, like, <laughs> please, uh, the cartoon. I don't know if you remember. Maybe, maybe Supermans Zack Snyder. I don't know. In the second, it not in my house, sir. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, all right, it's two-parter about a princess of a of a made-up country who who marries Vandal Savage. And yes, yes. there is there there is an amazing sequence where she's getting married, and all you hear is the audio and the music from the wedding. And then outside, Wonder Woman is just destroying bitches, and and <laughs> Batman comes in with his plane, and you don't hear yeah. the audio from that. And I was like, "This is some Godfather shit. This is amazing." Yeah, Dwayne McDuffie yeah. wrote this. Anyway, yeah. uh, later no, that was in the
0: episode, good stuff,
1: good stuff. Yeah, later in the episode, the Flash is sucked out into space, like just with nothing on, and I, and I and I said. He'd freeze instantly and die. And then he was out there forever. I was like, how is he not dead? And my son, Henry, who is nine, and I have never said anything like this to him. He got it on his own. He goes, it's a cartoon. I was like, fuck. (laughs) I I was so proud. Holy shit. (laughs) He's like, shut up, dad. It's a cartoon. And like, I don't talk like that to them. Like that. He didn't. I mean, he didn't get it from me directly. He just had it. And I was like, oh my God, it's my son. <laughs> I was so proud. You have no idea. Let's let's
0: move on to Fantastic Four. Seven hundred or seven. They clearly planned this. Um Ryan North, <laughs> Iban Coelho for the big oversized, not sli- not very oversized, double sized, basically. Maybe this is why they added those two weird issues to the end of the last volume of it. I think so, just to make the numbers work. Um smart. This was good. Like, if this was a regular issue, I'd be like, "That was cool." But as a seven hundred issue, this was kind of disappointing. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't feel like big enough to sort of encapsulate their legacy. And I know at this, you know, in this issue, Doom shows up and he was great and Ryan North writes a great Doom, but and he ends up time traveling and kind of
1: bounces around through their history, that, but kind of doesn't. That it just Doom time travel sequence and him—that was wonderful. I'll do whatever that's 700 because it was
0: great Doom yeah Doom Doom couldn't fix time like he's all mad because his goddaughter is Valeria he feels very close to her and Valeria's been in that time bubble that is going to be gone for an entire calendar year and so Doom's like Richards what did you do took away my goddaughter for a full year this cannot stand and he, so he goes back in time to fix it but no matter what he does he can't stop it from happening and so that's the tragedy of Doom um, so he stops he has
1: to stop Doom from trying
0: to stop him yeah, so, so stop himself from starting to stop. It was it got very convoluted. Um but great. it was, but like, it like, oh, it this was a good issue. So. It just was like that was the seven hundredth issue. But mm-hmm. whatever. I don't you know.
1: Uh so we have Guardians of the Galaxy one hundred eighty two. This would be issue number two of, of this gravity. volume. Yes, it is. Uh it's Colin uh Kelly and Jackson Lansing, unless I mix yep. those things up. Uh, and what's being, his name? Kev Walker. Uh yes, Kev Walker. That oh who is, who is always magnificent. That's actually why I probably started reading. But also, I was like, well, let's see a Guardians of the Galaxy book. It's been a little while since there's been, like, this is the main team, although it occurred to me a little ways through, I was like, where the fuck is Rocket? And I look at it, I was like, oh, Rocket's dead. Of course he is. Um, you know, and it, it, to me, I think one of the interesting parts was seeing how much the movie affected those versions of the characters because they're, yes. they're quite different. Peter Quill is not Chris Pratt in these books. And I thought it was a Pretty good treading of that line. It was a little of it, but they didn't make him, you know, the same character. Uh, you know, he same was with for drag. a while.
0: So this, this is kind of a shift.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It was it was it was fairly subtle. It's okay. I want to like it. It's a Kev Walker book, so I'm not going anywhere because it's it's great looking. The idea well, basically the way he here draws is that
0: th- lobster guy. Like, and all yeah, credit also yeah. to the colors too. I don't know because um, it's not in the script, but. Uh,
1: God, you're such what, you get drunk and do the script, you Irish bastard? Matt how long's it worth? Well, he's a pro. I was hanging out with my son and I ran out of time, so I had to do it was with him. He talking to me about cartoons. I thought, yes. the way
0: he the way he drew the 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 texture on this lobster guy was so visceral and and you could sort of feel it, hear it and it was great. I thought this issue was just fine. Like I liked the first issue yes. quite a bit, which is why I kept reading it. Uh, but I thought this issue was just kind of uh, Yeah, um, I think the concept I really of root rootfall
1: whatever it is. I don't like it's that kind of kind of uh, it's kind of great because like i like the idea that in in marvel at least like groot is just this fucking force of nature you know like there's kind of anything he can, he can be anything or whatever you know what it'll come back around it'll be fine uh i just like that it's a big cosmic threat but it's also their friend um yeah i'm not off the look i just this issue was yep. like eh, okay fine like i, wasn't, I didn't love <laughs> yeah. it yeah yeah but looks great let's do this
0: let's patron pick time those are the books we want to talk about but at patreon.com slash fanboy they can vote to Decide who the chairman of the Avengers is, and also add a book to the rundown. It's called The Patron Pick. Every patron gets a vote. This week, the winner was Titans number one from DC Comics, Tom Taylor, Nicola Scott, Annette Quak, Wes Abbott. This is the spinoff book from the Tom Taylor's Nightwing series, in which Nightwing has gathered. And I don't realize it, because there's been so many fucking Titans lineups. but But it occurred to me this week that this is the actual original lineup mm-hmm. of the new teen titans the, the classic marvel george perez series that dominated sales in the 80s top selling dc book it, or if it, it you're I'm younger
1: the teen titans go team but
0: donna troy wasn't on that team no but or if... flash
1: yeah it's true they showed up at some point
0: but uh this is the actual this is the original team and and before we get started we did we We're... never talk about the covers um I love Nicola Scott. I think she's a terrific artist. I like the individual, individuality she brings to characters, even if I don't always like the way she does it. I like the intention. I think she's she's great. She's a charming person. We interviewed her several times. I think she's terrific. This cover is just so boring and um, not striking. It's like the opposite of that She-Hulk cover. Mm-hmm. The coloring is very muted. And I I looked at it compared to the first cover of the new Teen Titans, I think back in eighty two or three. I don't remember what year it was. And it's just such a different look and feel. It just so encapsulates the difference in the comic book eras where that one's like bright and action packed. The Tritons are running at you. There's villains in the foreground, just off camera who they're coming at. There's, there's, you know, not dialogue, but, but captions on the cover first exciting new issue. Like it was like just popping with life and action adventure and goshiness. And this is just sort of like, we are catwalk walking at you very dourly. Two of the characters are looking over my shoulder. Donna Troy and, and Beast Boy are looking over my left shoulder. Everybody else has got white people, so mm-hmm. I can't tell where they're looking. But it just is so
1: bizarre. Well, I, like, I think one of the main sort of signposts for this is that in those old books, and I have complained about this in modern comics, those old books, when everybody came at you, it didn't really quite make sense how they were standing, like they were just <laughs> placed so that you could see them all. Right. Uh, and I specifically, like, I think it was one of Brian Bendis's Secret Invasion books. I was like, why are they like this? No one would be like this. But in hindsight, the metaphor here is that like we're they're trying to ground the book so much that the people have to walk on the ground at you and you have to see how they are set on the ground. Whereas mm-hmm. before it was like, look at all these people. Why are they? It yep. doesn't matter. Look at them. You know, it, and now as well, we can't, It has to make sense. And it just like it sucks the air out of it anyway uh that's not that doesn't really figure into the book but it's an interesting it's fine i just i just uh, noticed that like it's like this is such a dull cover but anyway where's Nicola scott been
0: uh she's showed up here and there doing things now and again but she's you know she's australian she
1: probably has things to do in australia we don't know about. i mean if she's in australia i can guarantee she that she has things to do in australia (laughs) <laughs> just, I mean, it. she's that's never true.
0: really been a long-term regular artist, right? She's always coming she on. She had a hot period where she was oh, like sure, but up she's with never, even back then, she couldn't keep up a monthly schedule because she's, you that's know, her true. she are, said and, that. Yeah. So, you know, and she she did, you know, hey, Earth to to 2, from, she did Wonder Woman, she, she's, she's done things.
1: They're both Australian, so they can talk to each other in real time. That's true. It just occurred to me.
0: Um, this was fun. I like this. This, uh, you know, it's another gathering. I'm not gathering the team. Their team's gathered other than they're trying to recruit Tempest or Aqualad. But he <laughs> he's the George Harrison of the original Titans and says, no, thanks. I don't want to be part of I'm this team I'm not going anymore. with you.
1: I've got to deal with the ocean. It's three <laughs> quarters of the earth, you know. He really is. He's the George Harrison
0: of the team. <laughs> it's and, true because uh,
1: George Harrison's like, I'm just going to go garden. I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> I'm supposed to be so, at, I'm supposed to be at sea for two weeks with these people. <laughs>
0: so, the other day, I really, really, really wanted to rewatch that, but it was like eleven o'clock at night, and it would have taken me until mm-hmm. six in the morning.
1: Sure, um,
0: you know they they've got a new Titans Tower. It's in Bloodhaven. Uh, the team is back together. Beast Boy and Raven are in a relationship. I, whenever she takes her hood off, I get freaked out. Like is that, what she looks like I didn't I know remember. who the fuck
1: that was because he
0: was calling. I didn't her either. Way. I was like, I was like, this. Who is that? Um, you know, it was fun. It was a giant gorilla that was take that was almost going to cause a nuclear reaction, and the only thing I, the only thing that made me roll my eyes was a Peacemaker showing up. I was like, oh, is this going to be a thing now? Is Peacemaker going to be everybody's the bad guy?
1: Do you think it was weird that the giant gorilla, whose name is I think it's titan- Titanus, Ti- Titanius, whatever it is, yeah. I was like, well, he's a titan too. That's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the villain they chose for it is the same Titano. I was like, I I get the know. same name as the main characters. That's weird. But I the is they, they only fight with villains him. who also have Titan in the name. <laughs> I love that he was getting his ass beat. Like it was slowly revealing that it was like, he's a robot under there. Yeah. It's a giant gorilla. Or I don't know if he's a robot or he's a cyborg. Yeah, yeah
0: they out. rip his, they, he hits him in the eye and there's like a glowing yeah. eye. Yeah. Cool stuff. And the, the around is that while he's been shot and he's about to die, he goes to tell his wife who's suddenly not Asian that she lo- he loves her. And, um, and at the end they find him, you know, laying in the pool of blood in the Titans Tower with the word "solve it" on all the monitors. I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Tom Taylor's terrific. He really clearly likes all these characters. Um, this was this is a very sort of standard. this didn't blow my socks off. This wasn't like the you know Tom Taylor's first issue of Nightwing where we were, we were all like, "Holy shit, this was mm-hmm. good." I liked it. The art was good. I'm curious <laughs> to see who the other artists will be when the, for the other art issues. Like Nicholas, you know, Bruno Rotondo couldn't do every issue either, so there'll be another artist, right? In um you know so the problem is though that the team the titans was always like a like the soap opera personified right they were all in love with each other there was relationships there was infighting there was all this stuff and now they're all sort of older and more mature it it sort of takes the fun you know how to get along
1: with each other now so so (laughs) it
0: sort of takes the fun out of the, the dynamic of the family when you know they're all just sort of like off on their own but i'm looking forward to it so look at the
1: last two pages yeah uh Gar turns into uh, a tiger. Yeah, so the first the first page he's a tiny tiger. By the way, um, the first the first panel you see him as a tiger. He's ah. second one, whatever. Second page comes in. He's just a boring ass tiger. It's not a good tiger. To, you know, come on, put some drama into it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's sad because because Wally's hurt. I don't know. He's I sad. Like, tiger. Oh, look, a tiger. Why is he a tiger?
0: <laughs> it must be fun. <laughs>
1: I guess. I don't Uh, know. This is fine. I liked it. It was solid. Yeah, Yeah, it was. I think, I think it was good, but I think that I was hoping to like it more. Sure. But I also recognize like, I don't actually have much of a relationship with these characters. I don't, I I don't, I haven't read a lot of Titans comics in in my life. I I know Teen Titans go better than I know this. And so the stuff that, Oh no, it wasn't this comic. It was (laughs) Cyborg number
0: one. This came out this week and, and they had him say "booyah" in the comic, <laughs> and I could not believe it after what happened in the uh, Justice League movie. But go
1: ahead. Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, but you know, like maybe the, I don't understand the relationship with these. So, like, I, like the stuff that we saw between uh, um, Ollie Queen and 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 Dinah, you know, like it really resonated because I know them, and so maybe something's happening right. here I don't know anything about. Uh, we'll see. Right. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it will become more compelling as time goes on.
0: You'd hope so. But then again, the, the story, the way they tell stories is different now. They don't do that long soap opera-y stuff as much. You know, back then, sure. everybody was in love with Donna, and Dick and Starfire were fall, falling in love. And, you know, it was like all that stuff that happens when you put young people in, the, you know, in basically a, a college dorm. Um, And it's going to be interesting when the second Titans book, the Mark Wade one, comes out, because <laughs> it'll be a direct comparison to see how that goes versus this. But they the same characters? Yeah. No, that one's going to be focused on the original lineup. So the, okay. George will be back in the band for that one,
1: but um, I don't anyway, want to. Uh, but was, if you want was, me to, I will. This was yeah. solid. I could I could do it all day, and you know it. This was
0: solid. Um, let's rate this book. Titans number one patron pick ratings out
1: of five. I'm giving it a three point seven five. That's exactly what I was going to say. On a on a on a Tom Taylor scale, it's not a high rating.
0: No. No, but yeah. not bad. It was fun. No, for sure. I,
1: I'm looking forward to more of it. So the question is, are you sticking with it? Yes, of course we are.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Also, I'm excited you know to get I... Nightwing, the Nightwing book, back to being a Nightwing book and not a Titans book, because the last couple of issues yeah. have just been a Titans book. Do you know and what I love? the you're Titans, my excited? favorite. They're they're my, they're my one of my favorite groups of heroes in all of mm-hmm. comics. But you know, I was
1: I was you like, Where are going to be most excited for next week. You won't have to pick out emails. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's do the patron thanks segment where we give a patron at the $5 hour level a superpower live on the show. And this week's uh patron who we're thanking is Josh De Rosier.
1: Or just De Rosier. De Rosier? Yeah. De Rosier. Josh of Roser. Rosier? Oh, you think you're rosier
0: than me? The important thing is he's not Irish. No. Um Josh's power is that he can manipulate the language portion of your brain and change what language you speak and understand at will. He can do that to other people. Does it remain with you? No. Oh, oh yeah. If he, he if he zaps you and makes you only understand and speak German, you until he zaps you back, you're you're in there. You're moving to Berlin. Oh, you
1: you can no longer speak the other language. Right, you're the, done. You're, whatever your native you're,
0: language is, he's changed your receptors. And you know, you're you're in Germantown. <laughs> you're in German country. There's a lot of yelling. <laughs> a lot of very aggressive languaging in your house. Beautiful language. Beautiful language. <laughs> I like the German language. I like the German people. I'm just saying, it's a little aggressive. It's a little aggressive. Yeah, um, but yeah, he hard, could zap people. Hard he can zap people, and uh, who else can I insult
1: this episode? I didn't say anything bad think, on the Germans. I don't think you did insult the Germans, although there are probably people who expected you to, because that's kind of they remain the punching bag. Easy, of, but you yeah. know, yeah, I is. spent an
0: awesome ten days in Germany once. It was I was I was right. ready to move there. It was great. I love Germany. Um, right. so nothing bad about them. I'm you just saying, love, Josh Josh zap you? <laughs> I love a sausage. I love a beer. I loved uh, having a beer on the sidewalk, walking down the street. I loved the hot chocolate. I loved
1: everything about it. Anyway, he's not—he's not, he's uh, not he, saying he loved—he loved the legal brothels. He didn't say it, but he was there between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can zap you
0: suddenly. It's all Mandarin Town. Like it's all you know. Whatever you, whatever he decides to do to you, he that can zap be, you. That could be
1: very useful.
0: Oh sure, he could—he could be very benign I, and do it helpfully, or he can screw you
1: up. Ancient Aramaic. I understand French somewhat. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time in, on Duolingo with Spanish, and I am mm-hmm. terrified to break it out because I don't want to sound like a moron. And I'm pretty sure no matter hey, what I I'm sound like a moron. No, it hasn't, that hasn't come up yet. Actually, there's one French guy uh, who hmm. I was like, I was right next to him, and I was like, what could you say? Was like, he's, he's got a nice watch. Yeah, but what <laughs> happens if you just do that, you yeah. try to be cool about it, and they're like, <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I used I to go know. to this
0: terrific French cafe in my old neighborhood that went uh, a couple years ago, and uh, it was run, you know, run by all French people. It was a, like all the French people in L.A. go would go there. It was like a very le- legitimate French cafe. So they,
1: they allowed smoking.
0: <laughs> well, not it's still L.A. Um, but and I would French. always t- say, I would say always say bonjour savoir to the guy because that's what you do when you go to, into a place in France. But I was always terrified that he would start taking it a step further. And, right. and uh right, like, that's all I got. That's all I got for you. Chauvin, a cafe, silver plate. I mean, I can order wine and I can order stuff like that, but yeah. I can't have a conversation a with you about <laughs> that. <Contrastevin, laughs>
1: silver plate. All right. Baguette.
0: Oh, they had great baguettes. And then they burned down. They had a fire. Because of the smoking. Come on. They had, a, they had a
1: kitchen fire and it burned down and it has never come back. I think we know what happened back there. <laughs> <laughs> they they just saw the fire and like, I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a, yeah. they, they, got very, they got very dark about it. We all burn eventually. So thanks, Josh, for being a patron at $5 high level. You can zap anybody's language center of the brain and change what they can understand and hear and speak and talk and all those things. Use it, use it wisely. Speaking talk of the same thing. <laughs> yes. That's my Irish side yeah. coming out. All right, so wow. we're going to skip the emails because we did some this dumb will, this bits. This will not stand. We did some dumb bits, but we apologize. But those emails will come back into the show eventually.
1: But if You'll you want to write them.
0: us in contact at family. it's been a, it's been, to be fair, it has been a long time since we 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 didn't do emails. It's true. And then we then used to be very bad to... about it. And we would we would skip the email segment constantly because of our dumb bits and then We've made a conscious decision amongst ourselves that we would stop doing that, even if we and went long. No one's asking but... you to
1: justify this. It's I'm just our saying, show. it's been a while. All right. We talked about comics that there we you had. Go. That's, the, that's the main thing, and we did that a lot. Contact
0: at iFanboy.com is the email address to write us in to get on the show. And listen, get a, write a great email. Chances are you'll get to get on the show. Also, if you want to get on MediaSplode, write in an email to contact.fm.com. Put MediaSplode in the subject line. We just got a really interesting, good email a couple of days ago about MediaSplode that I'm excited to get into the show uh, soon. Until so, if you
1: happen to be angry about a certain person on the show who's a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> that feels more <laughs> offensive to me than what I've said. No, it's not good. It wasn't good. <laughs> that feels asshole. like a character.
0: I'm All out of right.
1: practice. That's what it is. Here's some
0: plugs. Uh, three, three weeks ago, we had Josh's TalkSplode interview with Marvel editor Jordan D. White, and... Uh, Go back and listen to that. Two weeks ago, we had the Guardians of the Galaxy review where Josh and Paul did. Look at you, Josh, all over all these podcasts. And then this past week, Josh again showed up to to review The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay with me on our BookSplode show. That just came out. It's right behind the show in the feed. That was a fun show and an interesting discussion. And check that out. And then next week, this and coming week, book. we have our splode show, which we have to record soon. I don't know what we're talking about. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Before it happens, I love that. Those are the shows you got going on. When's the next movie? When?
1: Spider Man, two weeks. I'll figure that out when that happens. You can find our library of over 1,300 plus shows and counting, which is literally being added to As I Speak over at Mm ifambore.com and wherever podcasts are taken. Uh, and downloaded, and therefore uh, you listen to them. That was I don't know what happened there. Follow us at iFanboyComics. Uh, I follow us at comics on Instagram. You can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out. And sometimes it'll be the best of the week in panels. Sometimes other stuff. I don't know. The team we put in charge of that is awful. Yeah, they're, they're just not yeah, they're lazy. Uh, they're Irish, lazy Irish. <laughs> we 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 hired cheap Irish labor. Now, <laughs> oddly enough, right off the boat, right We're now. Like, hey. Irish Labour is not cheap. Um no. <laughs> but uh we used a, we used a time travel device and we had <laughs> we went your, back your, to eighteen forty two. We, <laughs> we found the You're poor and you're
0: wretched. we, had, uh, you we know, had these long sticks, we just whacked them. Get in the yep. get in the van, get in the truck. What's a truck? Get in the truck.
1: <laughs> we gave them baguette, day old baguette. We got it a discount and they were fucking thrilled about it. Um <sighs> so fight the war. What do you want to do? At, at C.S. Kilpatrick and J.A. Flanagan. Uh, that's us. I feel bad, but our I'm not sure if I us should. 10 bucks an Irishman. Yeah. We've won um, five times. Or, <laughs> subscribe to or YouTube. Five times. What happened on this show? I don't know.
0: Subscribe to YouTube.com. You'll find our old video shows. We post this show every week, so you can listen to that show there if you'd like to do that. But our, all, all our shows are from 13 years ago. Long time. Mm. Long time. You can find them all there. And please consider leaving a review or a star rating for this show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Any show you listen to, not just ours, would appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's it for this week's show. We're going to go out of here without making one more dumb Irish joke. Until then, I'm Connor.
1: I just We brought humor. We brought a, a, a love and, and mastery of language mm-hmm. to make you feel things through literature. Uh, we tell great stories. Uh, we're kind of sad. There's a, there's a there's a melancholy. I'll give you that. You know, I I just realized. I think I'm more Irish
0: than you, because my name is Connor Sean Kilpatrick.
1: You're oh. Josh Adam Flanagan. You could be anything. Well, I can tell you that my Irish grandmother, who who was born here, but only moments after her her, her parents got here from Ireland, <laughs> uh, she was very very unhappy that my that my mother decided to name me Joshua, which to her was a Jewish name. Uh, she was oh, from she was from Long Island. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, well, you know, she's old school. All of her kids are cops. I mean, you, you do the math. Uh, but I like literally, literally, they wanted to name me Sean Patrick Flanagan. That would have been awesome. Well, sure, but you know, should kinda, I call, kinda, start calling you Sean? Kind of hard to stand out in New England like that. That's true. <laughs> hey, Sean. What? 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 <laughs> hey, Shawnee. Brian Sully Michael
0: <laughs> Okay, I'm dying from heat clearly my brain's baked I'll see you next week Bye-bye. bye 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 genocide if you had a luck of the
1: iris you'd be sorry